Screw the rules. You know the ones. No eating after 8 p.m., no carbs or sugar, cardio every time you want to have pasta, and no happy hour until you reach your goal weight. All of those quote-unquote health rules suck. Literally, they suck the fun and enjoyment out of life. And we're not standing for that anymore. We're breaking all of the stifling, restrictive, life-sucking health rules and making health fit you so you can create a body that makes you feel fine as fuck while living a life that's fun as fuck. And this podcast is exactly where you are going to learn how to do it. We are Rebels. Rebels. She a rebel. She a bad little bitch. She a rebel. She put her foot to the pedal. It take a whole lot from me to settle. Hey Rebels, welcome back to the podcast. I am sitting here having my coffee in my office wearing my Rebel merch. I am in love with the sweatsuit that we put out and I'm so super pumped because we got all the blanks. We're making the prints this week and we're gonna be sending them out to everybody who ordered them next week fingers crossed, is my hope. I'm so super pumped. I've never like made shirts and such before. And it's so freaking exciting to have that. And just like imagining people wearing my merch in Pennsylvania and in Texas and in all these other places. And it's so freaking exciting. I cannot wait to send them all to you. And another big celebration that we're having is Oh my goodness, in the community, there's just been this overwhelming love, adoration, and success with and for one very specific strategy that I teach in my whole you framework. And that is the strategy. And I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram and if you go back a ways, I actually have a podcast episode on it, is the Goldilocks level. And I am just celebrating so much how much success all my clients are finding using this strategy. And they are finding success in so many different ways. That's what I think is so beautiful about it. Like my clients are using the Goldilocks strategy to have the right amount of alcohol, to have the right amount of dessert so that they don't, one of my clients said, I love it when I use it for dessert so I don't feel like an overstuffed chair. And I was like, that's such a good image. Makes me think of when Slughorn's hiding from Dumbledore and he's the overstuffed chair and that's how Dumbledore knows who he is. Um, but they use it when they're eating pasta. Recently, one of my clients used it for her birthday dinner where she wanted to go out to a place where she was gonna be having breadsticks, pasta, and then cupcakes after. And she used that to really be able to enjoy her birthday and still have the things that she loved and still feel freaking good in her body. Like when you use the Goldilocks level, you're not bloated. You're not an overstuffed chair. You don't have digestion issues. Your fingers aren't swollen up and your rings don't get tight. And it's so beautiful because you get to eat the things you love and not feel like shit after. I personally have been using the Goldilocks level this week with, um, I bought rainbow chip frosting because it's the best frosting. Like we can fight about it and I will win. Rainbow chip is the best frosting, but we won't fight about it because I know you agree with me anyways, but I've been having that with graham crackers. And that's one of those things that like can be an easy thing to just snack out of control and then not realize that your stomach's going to hurt afterwards because of all like the sugar and the frosting and things like that. And so the Goldilocks level is one of the things I've been using that for. And honestly, I think the first place I was sharing this on our coaching call this week that the Goldilocks level changed my life is cookie dough. I've talked about it before, maybe a little bit on the podcast, but I used to Like now it feels almost like cringy to admit it, but I used to make a batch of cookie dough, not like half a batch, not a quarter of a batch and sit and eat it. Like that's like 24 cookies or something psychotic. And of course I felt like shit after that, right? And my 
Goldilocks level, that's like the first place I practice that. Like how much cookie dough can I eat and still feel good? Turns out it's not an entire batch's worth, but now I can make a batch and sit and eat it without even like measuring it or anything like that and just eat what makes my body feel good. So I am so super excited about it. So much so that I know everyone needs this strategy. So I have, and with the help of my support wizard, Sam, made it so that you can download just this video and watch the Goldilocks strategy and figure out how to eat the foods you love without feeling like shit after. And it's really about controlling your portions and making the portion fit you just like Goldie did. Not too much, not too little, just right. Not too hot, not too cold, just right, right? Not too big, not too small, just right. So it helps you figure that out for you because your body is the only one who's gonna tell you the right portion size, right? The back of a bag is not going to do that. So we will put the description, the link in the description below so that you can get that video for free to help you manage your portions when going out to eat or at home or with any of the foods that have felt sticky and tricky for you in the past. Um, So I'm really excited about that for you. But speaking of cravings and things, this week I have had cravings because it has been the week before my period. I will probably start tomorrow. And you know how this week can throw you off. And this is something that I coach on all the time. And so since it's been my life this week, I wanted to talk about it. And when I think about it, for me personally, there are two ways and there are two things like two problems that arise, two roadblocks that arise, two things that get sticky during the week before my period and sometimes during my period that I wanted to bring up and I wanted to solve for you. The first one of those is like my physical energy, my time in the gym, my workouts, my movement and how I feel and how my body feels different and how I manage that with my workouts. The other thing are my cravings. I crave differently. I eat differently. Like I feel differently in that way. So I want to talk about that too. So we'll cover both of those things today, solve both of those things for you. And I'll give you how I fix that for myself and how I coach clients through how they can do it. So how you can do it too. So the first thing is my energy, my gym time, my workouts, my movement. I think What I find in my mind, the thing that I used to battle through a lot before I figured this out for myself is like, is my period just an excuse? Like I really used to be, I joke all the time that you know how you have like an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other? There's like that little image. For me, it's like David Goggins is on one shoulder and like a yogi is on the other. And I will say I listen to David Goggins 95% of the time. I used to listen to David Goggins like 100% of the time. Now I'm starting to learn, like I started practicing listening to the yogi sometimes. But I used to think like, oh, your period's an excuse to not work hard. Your period's an excuse to not show up. And like, I could just see like David Goggins like yelling at me like, sack the fuck up, like go still do it. You're tough, right? And so I would, I would just push through. And then there's also like a lot of people who say, well, but you should cycle your workouts with your work. And a lot of people are like, I make my work week. I wish the work week would cycle with my cycle and different things like that. And so I feel like there's literally two different camps of thought. It's either like push through it, don't be a wimp, or fall into it and be in your feminine and be soft and take a whole week of relaxation. And really, those are both rules. Those are both rules that we need to break because for most of us, one or the other doesn't necessarily fit. If you're listening to my podcast, you are probably very much the person who's like, I don't like all these rules and that's why I'm here, right? 
And so this is what we do. We figure out where between those rules we actually sit because nothing is ever so black and white, right? So how I did that for me is I just started gathering data. I just started listening to my body. So with my workouts, like when in my cycle do I feel energy? When in my cycle do I not? And also when I say cycle, I mean like the 28 to like 34, 32 days. I don't mean just your period. I always think that's so funny when people say your cycle is when your cycle's here. And I'm like, it's a cycle because it continually goes around and round and round. Your period is just one week of your cycle. I, I don't, it doesn't really matter for me to say, but that's like a little pet peeve that goes in my mind. Maybe I have it backwards, but I'm pretty sure a cycle is just the repeating thing. It doesn't ever just like start and stop. It always goes. So I listen to my body through the entire cycle because I think that's really important. Where do I feel strong? Where do I feel tired? Where do I feel like I need a little time off? Where do I feel like I need to sleep more? Where do I feel like I'm like gung-ho and ready to hit a PR in anything that I do, right? And I think that's really important to address and to figure out. And I actually made a video on this very specifically for my clients um, in my community to help them understand there are, in your cycle, basically we're a different person four times, like a week, a week, a week, a week. That builds our 28-day cycle, right? I know it varies, but this is very general for you. And we can usually say, oh, in this part of my cycle, I feel really energetic. I feel really strong. In this part of my cycle, I feel like slightly less energetic, but still ready to go. In this part of my cycle, my cravings are psychotic. I usually weigh more on the scale. Like I'm usually cranky. Like we can usually identify those things. And usually that's the PMS week, the week before or the very last week of our cycle, the late luteal phase. And so when we start to collect that data and start to see who am I, what do I need, what is my body even doing, or like not what do I need yet, but who am I, what is my body doing, then we can figure out what our body needs. So what I started finding for myself when I actually started paying attention and quit ignoring it and just pushing through no matter what, and it's funny, once I found these patterns in my body, I could look back and see it, right? So I found that for myself, the day before, there's like, I've, I've paid attention so much, there's like a 30-hour period. So sometimes it's like a day, if I'm like sleeping through two halves of it, right? Sometimes it's about a day and a half where my body does just need rest. My body just, if I go to the gym and try to push heavy weights, for me, it makes my cramps worse. Uh, I have a really hard time pushing anything near what I could have done three days before or what I could do three days after. And for me, that time is just not, it's pointless for me to push through, right? Especially being only 30 hours, like I could just take a rest day. It's totally fine. I could take two rest days and still meet every single goal. I don't need to give myself the quote unquote grace to take the entire week leading up to when my period actually starts like my PMS week off because there are a lot of days where I can still feel good and I can still go to the gym. Once I started seeing this pattern, I thought back to how I used to be a runner and I used to um, run long distance and I would do speed workouts and things like that. And how I remember some days I would go on a run and just like be running, but my cramps would hurt so bad that I would stop and I would just like squat down on the side of the road and just like hold my stomach. But that would only happen. I was like, why does this only happen randomly on these hard runs? Like it doesn't happen all the time. It's because when I would push myself in my body in just those 30 hours, my body would push back and be like, what are you doing? You need to rest, right? It would just like agitate my body more. My body was like, this is rest time. That's what I've learned about myself. And so now that I know that, it's so easy to plan ahead in those 30 hours to just chill. 
Hey, do you ever feel like if you just had the right plan to follow that you could stick to it and you would get results? Or that you are good at showing up and going to the gym, but you know that nutrition is the key, but you just don't know where to start? I used to feel this way all the time when I first started my health journey and there was never anywhere to turn that felt reliable or that gave me a nutrition plan for me. Pinterest or Google weren't specific enough to me and those macro calculators, I just didn't feel like I could trust them. And there's this rule in the world right now that in order to get a personalized nutrition plan that you have to hire a nutrition coach full time. And well, since it's a rule, we are breaking it. For the first time ever, I am doing personalized nutrition audits for you. With an audit, you will get a nutrition goal that is completely personalized to you and your lifestyle and the result that you want. And that will include, it could be calories, it could be calories and protein, or how to go about doing it all without tracking it all for your nutrition plan. Plus, I'll include one to three mini goals that support the results that you want. I'll send it all to you with a custom video from me explaining how to implement it and why I set that goal for you in the first place. No gatekeeping here, just you getting results. The link will be in the description box below. Now, the thing that made me think about it this week was that I did go to the gym and I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to go. I really just am craving going to the gym. I know that that 30 hours might be approaching. And I went and I was like, mm. I got there. I like did some Escrima warmers of practice. I went to go push weight and I instantly I could feel that feeling happening in my body. And I had to talk to myself because I'm like, I've been craving go to, going to the gym. We haven't gone that much um, this week. I just like wanted to. My mind was there. My mind wanted to push the weights. And I was like, okay, well, finish this set and see how you feel. And I finished the set and I was like, you know what? It's pointless to continue going right now because I can come back tomorrow and push some weight and feel really good, or not tomorrow, but the next day. So this was just two days ago. So I'll go back today and it's gonna be awesome. And the other thing too that went with that is I also had to talk to myself and be like, don't be a bitch. And then I had to tell myself, wait, you aren't being a bitch. Remember, this is the plan. Just for this week, I didn't have it like planned ahead. Normally I know, okay, and like think ahead and say, these days are probably those days. I didn't take the time to do that this week. And so I went to the gym, tried it out, and had to remind myself, it's okay. You're not a wimp for not finishing your workout. You're giving your body what it needs, and that actually makes you stronger. Makes me stronger in my mind to be able to say, this is what my body needs, right? And I don't even consider that like giving myself grace because I'm just doing what I need, and that's completely different. So I think it's really important that we listen to our bodies and figure out what are the patterns that I'm seeing over time. That's also one of the reasons why my clients like to stay with me for a long time, and I've always believed in being in a coaching program, a health program, if you're female-gendered, like, or sex at birth, I think that it's so important to be in that program for at least six months because that's only six cycles. That's not a lot in order to gain knowledge about your body and to test the patterns and see the patterns and test strategies for them. Like the first two cycles, we're seeing some patterns. Then the third one, we test our first strategy within the pattern. The pattern might like be thrown off or changed. We might find something completely different. So in the fourth one, we're testing it again. And then in the fifth and sixth, we have it refined, right? It just takes a long time to test our cycles. And so I think doing any program, like 30 days, 
not helpful. 60 days, not helpful. 90 days, beginning to be helpful when we're thinking about strategies that go with our cycle. So that's just something um, to think about for yourself. If you're thinking about joining a program or getting a coach, that really committing to that time is really beneficial in terms of your cycle. So that's like what I think about energy and pushing through. Maybe you find that you do need something refined so much that you do need a whole week off and then you do need the next week to look different. Then you can create a whole four-week cycle if you want. I have found, though, that there's there hasn't been a single person that I've coached that's needed to refine that much of their workouts. For the most part, you could do the same thing all the time besides a short amount of time in your late luteal phase. That's really the only time I see any of my clients need to make those corrections. But listen to your body and you'll find it. And you'll make your plan and then you can follow it. And I think one thing that's really important about making that plan and having that data is that when you then go to have your PMS week, you don't feel guilty. When you just know it's what you need to be doing for your body, you don't feel bad about it. You feel empowered. Even like you just heard me say, I don't feel like I'm giving myself grace. I'm actually following my plan. You're not deviating from the plan because you're tired or exhausted. It's part of the plan to take that day off. And I think that's really empowering. So the second piece after movement is our cravings. And I feel like people probably feel this one more. And again, there's like, two camps. There's people out there and there's data out there that says, well, during this time, you're you're burning more metabolically, so you should be eating more and yada, blah, and yada, blah. And then there's this other camp that's like, no, just follow what you're doing and just have willpower and not snack so much. Like, honestly, again, those are both rules that you don't need to follow. What you need to do is make your own rule. But I always just like, haha, laugh when people are like, just manage your cravings. Just, you have enough willpower. Don't keep chips in the house. It just makes me like, if you know, again, it's the same strategy. If you know in the three days before your period, you have cravings, all you have to do is plan to incorporate them in your day, right? I knew I was having cravings for frosting. So what did I do? I went and bought frosting and I planned it into my day. I planned it as a snack that I was going to have. I actually know that daily I like to snack every single day. I always have snack planned in my day. Afternoon snack because it's fun. Sometimes I skip that one. And if I do, I just have a bigger dinner or a bigger nighttime snack or a bigger lunch. And I always, always, always know I want a nighttime snack. It's very rare for me to not want a nighttime snack. So I just always plan it. Then when I am in that moment, I don't have to feel guilty that I want one. I don't have to try not to have one when I know I'm going to want one. And I won't go over my calories or go outside of my nutrition goals because it's part of my nutrition goals. And so I do that every single day. It's not any different around my period. If you know that you get cravings for, a lot of people get craving for sweets, it's okay. Make sure that you have a meal or something that is sweet. It is okay if you have a little bit less like nutrient density for three days of your month. Like that totally falls within the 80-20. It's completely fine and you will still reach all your goals. If you know that you like something crispy and crunchy, plan that into your day. Look at your patterns and see. Something else that I found is there's always, for me, again, just like it's really only one day where I get ravenous and I feel like I need to eat 
all day long. On those days, on that day when it's when it comes, like I can feel it in my body because I've looked at these patterns over time. It's not a whole week that I'm ravenous, but in the past I used to be like, oh, I know I get ravenous, then I would just start eating and it would be my excuse just to eat a bunch of shit, right? But when I actually listened to my body, it wasn't all week. It's like one day, again, maybe a day and a half. And so what I do is I just plan to have a bunch of smaller meals that day because I know I want to like continuously snack and eat. And I just become a grazer for a day. I eat at least six small meals. And so my everything just gets a little bit smaller and I just eat all day. And then I feel really successful because I'm sticking to my plan, one, because I know that's what my body needs. So I'm giving it that. I don't have to fight willpower. And if I want to, I can make those small meals fit into nutrient density. I don't have to. I can make my small meals fit into my calorie goal. I don't have to. And that's totally fine. I also find for myself that on that like day or two days that I do like to feed my body a little bit more. I eat two to 300 extra calories on those days, right? And 600 extra calories over an entire month is going to do nothing for me right? Like nothing against me, but it's going to do a lot for me. I guess actually, as I say that, when I said nothing for me, I meant nothing against me, but it will do a lot for me in terms of satiate my body, satiate my cravings, make me not feel guilty, make me feel fulfilled, make me not feel like I'm sacrificing. And that is a big benefit, especially if it's not going to take away from my goals. So again, that big piece is that We need to listen to our body, find our patterns. And right now, what's amazing is you listening to this, I know you've been through your late luteal phase, which is what we're mostly talking about here is usually the phase that feels the most like problematic, quote unquote, or sticky. And you can look back right now and say, how do I feel? When did I feel? How did I feel in terms of energy? How did I feel in terms of movement? How did I feel in terms of workouts? How did I feel in terms of hunger? How did I feel in terms of cravings? You can look back and ask yourself those questions and you can probably already see some patterns that you can then make a plan for. So after listening to this episode, I want you to do that. Just reflect. You're probably already doing it just listening to me like, oh yeah, Kayla and I are the same there. Wow, Kayla and I are very different there, right? You might've already been feeling those things. Take note of them and say, okay, so what will I do next time? My period's coming in two weeks. How can I plan for it? And then share this podcast episode with all your friends because Lord knows Every single one of us need this. Chat soon. See you on the next episode. Hey, I wanted to pop in for a minute to let you know that I know how it feels to declare I'm not eating any more sweets until I lose 10 pounds and my arms don't jiggle anymore. Only to watch everyone else enjoying brownies while you just smell one and pretend that you got to eat it. I said no over and over and over again, trying to be perfect, trying to use all my willpower to stick to the plan and follow all those weight loss rules because I thought nothing would taste better than skinny felt. I did it over and over so many times and never lost those 10 pounds and my arms definitely still jiggled. And I wanna ask you, what if all those rules we hate can be broken and you can still create the body that will make you feel so confident? I know it sounds like a fairy tale, the type of thing that you dream of, and you think that it sounds too good to be true, but I have done it. I've created the body of my dreams without gross green smoothies and by moving in ways that I love, and I have helped hundreds of other women do the same, and I am going to help you do it too. These rules, the reasons why they suck the joy out of your life is because they don't fit your life. They are trying to change the way you love to live, and that is why we are never consistent with them. They go against 
everything that we each love and what makes life fun and full and enjoyable. And when we follow these rules, we are trying to fit into a small restrictive box instead of making our health fit our life instead. And this is the work we do in Whole You. We are the Whole You Rebels, and we are here to break all of those stifling, restrictive, life-sucking health rules and make health fit you so you can create a body that makes you feel fine as fuck while living a life that is fun as fuck. No more eating foods you hate. No more doing workouts you hate. No more skipping out on fun events with your friends because you don't want to be tempted. You and me, we want to experience life differently and have the body of our dreams while we do it. So I am inviting you to break all these rules with me. Join the rebellion.